Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. everyone and welcome back to our golden 20s podcast my name is tegan and i am joined with my co-host sadie and we are here to talk about self-discipline and i feel like this is a theme in a lot of our episodes and this was actually something we got asked about in the fall but we decided to talk about it now and I just feel like it's a good time of year. I find that at this point, it's when your New Year's resolutions are either starting to fall apart or getting stronger. So we can talk about kind of how we keep our resolutions going and that kind of thing, or what to do if you feel like your resolutions are failing, how to transition from there. But we're super excited to talk about this. So thank you to whoever submitted this. And just a reminder that you can always submit episode requests in our Spotify. It has like a little question box. And so for pretty much every episode, the question is, what do you want us to talk about? And you could throw anything in there. And if you're not a Spotify user, you can always send us a message on social media. Yeah, I love this. And this is actually probably... Even something we get asked about in Q&As, which you yeah. can submit for in the same formats Tegan just talked about. But I think this is the secret everyone wants to crack is, okay, I set my goals. I created my vision board. Now, how do I make this come to life? And we're going to talk about this in a minute, but I'm someone who really resonates with tough love. And if you are as well, I feel like maybe a little hint of tough love here is that you can have the goal set, the vision board made, but that's not enough to actually transform your life and to make it all come into reality. You actually need to show up, do the work. And while, you know, visualizing is maybe a key part of that and a tool to help make this a reality, it's not all that it takes. So I think today we're going to talk about, okay, I know I need to show up for myself. I really want this vision board that I made at the beginning of January to become my year. So how do I do that? So I think we have a few, like quite a few actually, very like actionable ways to show up for yourself. And the first is to tie it to a higher purpose. And I think if you're someone who maybe sets more like resolutions than goals, maybe this resonates more with you. But even if you're not, I think a few years ago when I got really serious about my personal development journey and like personal growth journey, I started by asking myself and like journaling about it quite intensively what does my future self look like? Who do I want to be? What is my ideal self? And I think it's important to go through that exercise and answer one or a similar prompt to those ones that I just mentioned to really understand the person that, you know, this vision board represents or that these goals are building up to become. And I think taking like a bigger approach to like, who do I want to be 
is a much bigger like vision than just one singular goal. And I think also this can really be tied to your personality where sometimes goals get set in, you know, like end results. And like, sometimes it's like, you know, I want to be skinnier. It's like, okay, but like, how does that tie into like a core part of your personality or like a core yeah. part of who you are, you know? So I think coming up with things where it's like, I want to be healthier. I want to be, this is, I'm only having really dumb cliche things <laughs> come to mind right now, but you know, like tying it to a bigger part of like, I want to be a better person and what that actually means, I think can be a really great place to start. Yeah. I also find that a pitfall that a lot of people struggle with when setting these goals, or at least that I struggle with at, at sometimes is creating a goal that's kind of like out of your control as well, which is why I try totally. to reframe a lot of my goals to be like more like small habits that I can actually do. But I find it's like, I want to be TikTok famous. It's like, well, that's like you can put in, you know, work to do that. But that's mm -hmm. kind of nothing to do with you. That's kind of with the rest of the world. Right. Or it's yeah. like, I want a new job. It's like, totally. That's a great thing to be trying to achieve. But is that in your control? Not all the time. If the economy is mm -hmm. going down, if like the job market's crazy right now. Like you can't really control if that's going to happen. And then sometimes I find that like you're setting yourself up for failure. So what I try to do, if you say you're looking for a new job, it's like I'm going to apply to X amount of jobs per week. I'm going to make it a goal to redo my resume. I'm going to make it a goal to post to LinkedIn once a month. Whatever it is, that seems m more realistic for me because I find that if your goal is like, I want to I don't know, get a new job or I want to do whatever and it's up to other people, sometimes it can fail just because of things out of your control and that can be really discouraging. So I find for me and something that I think they talk about in the book Atomic Habits is like setting the smaller things that you actually can control first and then seeing how the rest kind of falls into place from there. I love that so much and I think that's actually such a great point is you can only control what you can control, you know, and yeah. oftentimes that's putting in the work, but not always actually having complete control over how the story is going to go, what the result will be. And I love how you bring up Atomic Habits because we've talked about this book on the podcast many, many times before, yeah. but we both really enjoyed it. And I think this is maybe a peak time to read this book if you haven't already, because again, people are typically feeling quite motivated this time of year. And I think reading this book when you have goals or resolutions that you're working on can be like the perfect tool to like amplify your motivation and like encourage you to find what works for you. So definitely give it a read. And I think another thing that he brings up in that book is tying your habits to your identity. And, you know, I think that's kind of goes hand in hand with what I was talking about in the journal prompt piece. But I think to your point, Tag, then setting your goals to say, okay, if this is the person I want to become, this is the identity, you know, I want to have like perceive myself as, have my friends, family, complete strangers perceive me as, then how do I actually become this person? And then it's breaking down that identity into goals like you were just talking about, Tag, and like 
Maybe it's, you know, having a big goal of like, I want to become a VP of marketing one day. So then it's like, okay, well, how can I start working on that now? And to your point, that's breaking it down into even smaller goals. So maybe it's like, okay, that would mean I would need to switch jobs or switch industries, whatever it is, get a promotion. How am I going to do that? I'll apply to this many jobs. I'll do this. I'll take on this project, things like that. So definitely... I think we're talking the same thing, but I think the main piece here is tying these goals and resolutions into a true authentic, like, this is who I want to be and like a higher why, if you will. Yeah, totally. Because I also find too, sometimes you set goals that are so lofty and they don't actually align to your lifestyle or who you are. Like if you're just throwing out I want to run a marathon because you're like, that seems cool. Like I saw it all over TikTok this year, so I'm going to do it. And it's like, okay, but do you understand how much time it's going to take to run that? Does that actually align to your lifestyle? If you have to work 60 hours because you're a lawyer, it might be more difficult for you to run a marathon compared to if you're someone who works for yourself and you only work 30 hours a week or whatever it is. And so it's like, sometimes you need to do a reflection on if this actually aligns to who you are. And then if it does, that makes it so much more powerful because your identity is changing all the time and it's related to your habits. Like we call ourselves podcasters, but if we stop the podcast tomorrow and that habit's over, we wouldn't still call ourselves podcasters. And that's the same with everything. If you're a runner, but you stop tomorrow and then don't run for five years, are you still a runner? And so that's another big thing. Think of what you want to call yourself and then take the steps to do that. And then it doesn't, in my mind, matter how successful you are at doing that. Like Mm -hmm. if we had one listener every week, does that mean we're not podcasters? No, because we podcast every single week and that's what matters. And so that step is more important, I think, when setting up habits and your identity than the actual results. Totally. Tag, you just like high level touched on so many things that I think we're going to dive even deeper into in the rest of this episode. But you like sum that up so perfectly. I absolutely love that. And I think the first thing that came to mind for me is like you were saying, you actually want to genuinely do it. And I find this goes into our second point of like finding what motivates you. So if you're just doing something because everyone else is doing it, I think of journaling as an example. Maybe it's also like running, like you were saying, or something that is just like, oh, I want to do this because that's the cool thing to do right now, or that's what I'm seeing the girlies do on TikTok. Like that's not a really good uh, reason maybe to want to do something if it's not actually tied to the identity and goals that you've set for yourself. And I think all of this goes into, you know, if it's not genuinely what you want to do, it's going to be really hard to motivate yourself to show up. So if you set the goal of wanting to run a marathon, but it's not like a genuine want from you, it's something that your friend is doing. So you're signing up for as well. Like, 
it's going to be really hard to convince yourself to get out there and run and like do all the training that goes into it. So finding what motivates you, I think the biggest thing is having a big reason why using that as your motivation. But I think also finding things, like I said, just a few minutes ago at the beginning of this episode, I respond really well to tough love where I know like one of my best friends, she responds really well to being like rewarded and praised and being like, come on, girl, you got this. Where me... Sometimes that works for me, but other times it's like really tough love. Like it's maybe not healthy, but it's like, I don't know. Like I can't even think of a good example without sounding like a totally vicious person. (laughs) But like the things I have to like say to myself to keep going, sometimes it's like you got this. Other times it's like, come on, like we showed up for a reason. Let's go, you know, like that tough love piece. So I think, again, Atomic Habits talks through like all of his ideas, he has two sides of the coin for it almost. So that was actually something I found through reading his book was that I respond well with tough love and like, you know, being like, oh, I should go for a run today because, you know, I want to be like a healthy version of myself and like live for as long as possible and like work on my mobility skills, my endurance. That didn't resonate with me as much as being like, if I don't go for a run today, I'm letting myself down. I'm choosing, you know, to be uh, lazy, to not get my steps in, to not move my body. And I know that negatively impacts my my, my mental health. So it's like, find what works for you and then figure out a way to like implement that always on when you're looking for motivation. Because I think the biggest thing with motivation is you can't wait for it to come around. You need to find it and you need to force yourself to show up anyway, regardless if you're motivated or not. Yep. 100%. I was also a tough love person, but I'm experimenting this year with rewards because Mm -hmm. I find that I'm very just like tough on myself in general. I think you and I are the same where we're like, if you're not going to do it, why even bother where I'm like trying to learn not to be like that as much so we'll see this is also we got sent uh one of the five minute journals from intelligent change and i had never used that before and the way it's set up at the beginning is like you're gonna try and do this for five days if you do it successfully what will you do and i've never set up a goal like that before but i was like sure i'll do it whatever and now i'm so hyped this is so lame because i was gonna book a facial for myself and then i'm like oh i'll just tie it i won't book the facial until i do these five days now every morning i'm like oh my god day four yeah better write in my journal yeah Yeah. so i'm like this is very interesting and maybe this is how my brain works i don't know so it might take some i don't know trial and error to see what is motivating you or you might have to like switch it up. Some days you need the mm-hmm. praise. Some days you need the tough love. I'm not sure, but yeah, wanted to throw and that even, out like, there. Dependent on the task, right? Like I know tough love works for me for exercising. However, when it comes to reading, like you know, that's another goal I have is reading however many books this year. But it's like that I can be way more gentle with myself. Or when it comes to cooking a new recipe, like I hype myself up for it in a totally different way than something else, you know. So I definitely think, like you said, through trial and error is really the only way you'll get it. And it's okay if it changes uh, per task. But something else I think I've mentioned on the podcast in a previous episode was I heard Bria Jones, she's a YouTuber. I think she also has a podcast um, and she's bringing it back for the new year, which I'm hyped about because she is so 
wise. I think she's a few years older than us, but she's just so smart listening to her. I'm like, damn, this girl is like my life coach and I've never even met her in person before. Um, fellow Scorpio, I feel like maybe that's why I resonate so much with her. But anyways, something she mentioned on the motivation front was focusing on how she'll feel after she does whatever goal or habit she set for herself. So again, I think exercise is a good example of this for me where it's like, I might need to really talk myself into it. However, I know after I show up, I always feel better. Like I, it's one of those simple cliche. I never regret a workout. I never regret leaving the house and going for a walk to get fresh air. Like I never regret that. So if I can focus on that to motivate myself to go, it makes, you know, it makes it a little bit easier, I guess, or I know it'll be worth it. Therefore, I'm more inclined to actually do it. So if the actual activity of reading, running, cooking, whatever your goal or habit is, doesn't motivate you, maybe focus on either that why we were talking about, maybe the end result that's also tied to your why, or just even how you'll feel right after you actually show up and do it. Yeah, 100%. This is something I have to tell myself. I find it a lot with like, work on my computer that's stressing me out because I find it's like different than workouts where it's not very like satisfying to finish because it's like the right. world looks the same right but I'm like but just know you will feel better if this is done like you'll yeah. feel better when your inbox is cleaned up you'll feel better once you respond to that question whatever it is and so I find that if it's not something that you can physically see that that feels a lot better and this is why i like a lot of like tracking apps like with goodreads and stuff nothing mm -hmm. feels better than like checking i've read this book on goodreads totally so sometimes it's in that space as well 100 percent. tag you said something else that really resonated with me on the whole tough love piece and how it'll be like why even do this if i'm not going to do it perfectly if i'm not going to do it you know at 110%, like what's the point of even showing up? But I think another piece or the next thing I wanted to talk about was how small changes have a big impact over time because my brain is wired exactly like yours and I'm very much an all or nothing person. So it's like, why even go for a run if I'm not going to run like minimum 3K? Why read if I'm not even going to like read more than one chapter tonight why do this if i'm not gonna you know why film a tiktok if it's not going to be extremely aesthetic and like go according to plan why record the podcast if i'm tripping over my words and i didn't say every single thing i wanted to say like this is how my brain works and i have to very actively talk myself out of it or like combat it or at least be conscious of it and be like no you know, every time you show up, it's a win. And that's something my yoga instructor said just a few weeks ago that resonated so much with me because it was a hard yoga class. I wasn't feeling strong and proud of the progress I was making, but the fact that I was there is what was the win, you know? So I think this can be a mindset shift that is very hard. I'm not going to lie, but it can be, you know, really big key in moving yourself forward is just really focusing on those small steps to get to where you want to get to one day. Yeah, this was the biggest takeaway that I had from Atomic Habits was there's a section where he's talking about this exactly. And he was like, rolling out your yoga mat daily makes yeah. you a yogi. It's not about 
your practice because I used to be the exact same where like nothing was ever good enough. I yeah. would do a yoga practice, but then it'd be like, well, you didn't really sweat as much as I think you should have. Or it's like, exactly. well, you could have worked a little harder or you could have picked a harder video. And then yeah. talk about like we're doing this 30 days of yoga challenge. Obviously, your body's different day to day, especially women who have like natural cycles that are changing monthly. And so it's like your yoga is going to look different daily. And that used to drive me up the wall where I would be like me too. melting down about it where I still do, but yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get better at it. Yeah. And I'm like, if I roll out my yoga mat, that's good enough. I showed up. Sometimes I'm going to be like the best little yogi who's ever lived, who's doing the splits and going crazy. And some <laughs> days I'm like, you know what? We did child's pose for two minutes and then we had to accept that that was what we were going to do today. And that's okay because I still showed up and that's what matters. But it is hard. I do find mm -hmm. that TikTok is surprisingly helping me with this because a lot of my goals related to TikTok are just like, just post. It doesn't right. have to be good because yeah. it's almost teaching me some, a lot of videos get very little views and that almost makes it more freeing. Mm -hmm. And so that's been an interesting learning, but there are definitely still moments where you're just like frustrated with yourself for not showing up how you think you should. But the fact of the matter is, if you showed up, that's good enough. And so that yeah. I read the book, I think, last year. And so that's been something I've been working on for the whole year because I agree with him. Like if mm -hmm. you show up to a yoga class, you did it. It doesn't matter how good you were in the class. Because yeah. one, no one cares. And two, you showed up and probably tried your best. Even if you didn't, you showed up. So that's definitely the biggest impact that the book had on me. Yeah. And I think you mentioned the podcast as one of these things and being a podcaster, how that's part of our identity now. But I think that's the other like very tangible thing or example of this is just because we have a podcast means we're podcasters. It doesn't matter how many people listen to the podcast, you know, the fact we show up and do this every week is the win and we should be proud of that. So I love that. I read somewhere, I don't know where, potentially it was Bria Jones again, but somebody said success is 5% hard work and 95% consistency. And this was like one of those, holy shit, this is the opposite of how my brain works. I'm someone who consistently or has always thought to get to where you want to be, it's going, if it's in work, if it's the person you want to become, if it's anything like a certain like financial number you have your eyes on, you're going to have to work your ass off to get there. And I'm, I do think obviously hard work has part of that like the saying says, 5% of the story is rooted in hard work. But I really think the continually to sh continuously showing up, putting an effort is going to be what gets you to your end goal. So it, again, is just another mindset shift that I'm really trying to break and like change for myself, but wanted to share that in case that resonates with you as well. Yeah, I totally agree. Because if things are too hard, as soon as you have a bad day, yes. it's not going to happen. So exactly. sometimes you have to make your life easier also. Yes, 100%. Okay, the next thing we're going to talk about is using your habits to form your routines. And this is something I think 
really leans into the identity piece and like your overall bigger why. And it, again, it's like if you're consistently showing up to your, for yourself, like we were just talking about, you are working on those small changes to have a big impact over time. It's very likely that these habits that you set are going to turn into true habits. And then they're going to actually probably shape your routines that will shape your days, which will shape your weeks, your months, your years. And there you have it. You've now totally reshaped your identity based off these small habits you've started. So I think something that worked for me, excuse me, and I know people are going to be like, okay, this sounds so cliche and everyone suggests this, but two things for me right off the hop was habit tracking. I use an app called Done and there were things that I was like, again, I think this was around the time I was reading Atomic Habits where I was like really wanted to focus on like the small actionable things that I control like we were talking about. And this was things like making my bed, taking my vitamins, drinking water, like, you know, really basic things. But I was having a really hard time staying accountable to those things. So I started using a habit tracker. And what do you know, I'm now like, you know, someone who consistently drinks water, consistently makes my bed and consistently takes my vitamins sometimes. (laughs) That one's still working on. But anyways, I think this really worked for me. So I think if you're looking for something, maybe you could try that. And then it's like once I had one of those habits down, I could then stack something on top of it. So it was like, actually, this whole thing started probably with my morning skincare routine. I was like, my morning skincare routine is so routine at this point that I think I can add things on to it. So it was like, okay, before I start my morning routine, I'm my morning skincare routine, I'm going to take my vitamins. And then it's like, I'm going to now stack something on top of that as well. So I think if you can focus on one thing at a time, once that's down, layer something on top of it, again, this will end up forming a routine for you. And for me, that ended up really shaping my whole morning routine. This has changed a little bit, but my morning routine literally was taking things off my habit tracker, starting with gratitude journaling, making my bed, taking my vitamins, drinking a glass of water while I uh, took my vitamins. And then at one point it was also layering yoga on top of that, getting that knocked off uh, the to-do list at the beginning of the day. But I hope you can start to see how, you know, one habit can lead into two habits, which then leads into your whole routine, regardless if it's morning, night, through the day, whatever routine it is for you. Yeah, there's also the idea talked about in Atomic Habits of like pairing negative habits in your mind with like positive things. And so this is something I like to practice where it's like, obviously, there are things that you probably should do every day, like clean the dishes that it's like, it's not fun. That's not really rooted to my higher cause outside of like, I want a clean house. But I find that if it's like, okay, I'm going to do that and then I'm going to get to listen to my favorite podcast or I'm going to get to like watch my favorite YouTube videos on my phone while that's happening, it can make it a lot easier to follow through because it's kind of tricking your brain into like, here's the positive good vibes while you're dealing with something you don't like. And then it also kind of, I find signals to my brain when I'm like involved with that positive thing, like, oh, maybe we should go do the dishes or 
like mm. with this yoga challenge i used to be like a person who would light all the candles to do yoga and then i found it was just too time consuming but i have a room spray that i'm like okay you want to use your fancy room spray let's spray it and then let's do yoga and now when i spray it my brain's like oh yoga time like i've tricked myself into getting excited for it now so that can also be something if you're like i know i should do this but it's bumming me out. Maybe you need to bring some positivity to it in some other way. Yeah. I almost feel like that's sort of, but not quite tied to the reward piece you were just talking about too, where it's like you're giving yourself something to look forward to if the actual habit or action you have to take isn't something you enjoy. Not that you don't enjoy doing it, but you're not like jumping out of your seat to do. You know, it's like, so you might not be jumping out of your chair to or off your couch to wash the dishes, but you are to watch the latest YouTube video while you do your dishes. So I love that. Finding exactly. something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when habits are like, you know, you're good. They're good, but they're not exciting. Like I'm doing dry January yeah. and every right. dry January, I get myself like a variety of little different non-alcoholic drinks because it's like I understand the value in dry January and it's something that I do every year. And I enjoy the feeling of it afterwards, but mm -hmm. it's a slog sometimes through yeah. like we're here middle of January and it's like, wow, this is a long month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's like, you know what? I get to try a little fruity drink today. Let's see what's going on. Like, you know, you, being productive and having habits doesn't mean you're like robotic and you have to suffer for your productivity. Like you can include fun in this too. Yeah, I love that so much. That's an important reminder. Yeah. The next thing on the list is something else that I'm so guilty of, and that is knowing that there's not a right or wrong time to start a new habit or to work on a goal, to set a goal, and to reshape your identity. So I know some of those things sound very daunting. And I think, especially when it comes to the new year, I feel like people use this as a new opportunity to like a fresh start. I can be a fresh, like new person, fresh perspective, things like that. And it can be motivating. I know people can also use their birthday for the same type of reset and like, okay, beginning, like starting over kind of energy. But reality is, and I know this is like another cliche to say, but you really don't need to wait for a specific time to actually start showing up for yourself. And for me, where I'm guilty of this is typically, again, since I'm very much an all or nothing person, I'm like, if I don't start on Monday, then what's the point? Or if I, you know, start on Monday, but fall off by Tuesday, I'm like, okay, this whole, or if I just show up for myself, yeah, Monday, Tuesday, I'm like, okay, you know, week's over, we'll try again next week. I think it's the same thing too with knowing I love to shop, but for instance, running. Okay. This is something I'm working on this year and like trying to tie it to a higher purpose to actually show up for myself and stick to it since it's something I've dabbled with on and off, but consistently fall off of and then have a hard time getting back on. It was like, okay, I can only start running in the winter once I have these thermal running clothes, once I have the running belt, once I have literally everything I could possibly ever need, like that's when I'll start to show up for myself. And that is such a toxic thing. And to be honest with you, 
actually another influencer that I watch on YouTube and follow on social is Emma Rose or Emma Lager. And she had this when she launched her brand called Emma's Olives. She had a whole YouTube video about it. And she said one of the best pieces of business advice she got was to launch and then refine. And I loved that because I'm someone who's like, I'm not going to launch if it's running, if it's the podcast until absolutely everything is perfect. And then there comes a time where it's like, well, that thing just never happens because things aren't ever perfect, you know? So I've taken this into kind of like forming a mantra for myself, which is if you wait until you're ready, you could be waiting forever. So if I'm waiting to run until I have the perfect running outfit and, you know, all of this stuff, I've ate enough that day, drank enough water. Like if there's so many variables that need to happen in order for me to actually show up for myself, there's a high chance that I actually never will show up for myself. Yeah, totally. And I feel like with like the way social media is now it's like you will always need more things yes. whether it's like That's i want to start yeah it's crazy like i want to start a skincare routine oh but i don't i can't afford to buy yeah. 25 products at sephora so what's the point yeah or it's like i want to read more but i can't afford to be buying all these books so i'll just not do it it's like mm -hmm. no every little thing matters and it doesn't matter how aesthetic it is or how good it looks if it's getting done but yeah there are a lot of people out there who are saying the opposite especially on like tiktok instagram reels where it's like why bother if it's not going to look pretty where i think we should be the opposite in that yeah. mindset totally and it's more like focusing on how it feels rather than how it looks one of the last points around this is finding a support system that will help you achieve these goals and this is a major part of all of my goals and especially like dry january the 30 days of yoga i do with my mom and we text about it constantly the podcast i've said this before there's no way i would be doing it if Sadie wasn't also involved mm -hmm. and there's no way I would be as consistent with it because it's like same I will let myself down but I'm not about to let someone else down so I'm like I will show up it might not be good but <laughs> it's like sometimes you just got to show up and having another person be along for the ride can just be so much more motivational 100% it's like I'm the exact same way where it's like taking this toxic habit of maybe people pleasing but channeling it in a positive energy like we can do that yeah that sounds fine <laughs> I'm the exact same way and I think this goes back to like how the people you surround yourself with really matter you know and going back to this whole running example which has kind of been like my underlying example I keep coming back to through this episode but something that really got me excited about it this year again was my best friend was over right at the beginning of the year. And she was like, I just have it in my head. I want to run like a five or 10 K this year. And I was like, if you do, like, if you're serious about this, I want to join you. And I think, you know, this is something I've again, dabbled with. I wanted to do, but I have a hard time showing up, but I know if we do it together, like there's a much higher chance that I'll actually succeed in this. And sure enough, you know, it's only been a week or two weeks by the time this episode drops of us 
working on that goal, but the fact we're doing it together, both of us already have said to each other, if you weren't doing this or like motivating me or giving me kudos on Strava every time I go for my own, like my run on my own, I wouldn't be doing this anymore. So I think it really matters. And then on this whole running piece too, both my sisters are very active. My one sister is like super into running. She runs for her mental health and like literally turned from never running in her life before into running a half marathon last year. And that was just since the pandemic started, like she turned into a runner. So I think that's part of, you know, it's never too late to start. She was, I think, 28, 29, maybe, yeah, 27, 28, when she decided, you know what, I'm going to become a runner. And here she is now in her early 30s. She's somebody who could say, hey, I've run a half marathon and she now wants to train for a full marathon. But so that's going back to an earlier point, but tied back to finding a support system. She inspires me so, so much. And my older sister, like oldest sister too, she's so active. She inspires me so much where it's like, if I had, you know, siblings that were not like that, I wouldn't be as inspired to actually show up for myself and be like, okay, I can do this because they believe in me and, you know, they're giving me positive energy and like uh, reinforcement, I guess, to kind of like motivate me to get out there and show up for myself. Yeah. Even if you don't have people in your like IRL life, there are so many like virtual communities around this i have a coworker who said that he quit smoking because he joined like a virtual quit smoking group and that was like his main motivation we use like goodreads which can be very motivational and those types of things but then there's also like in-person communities you can join like we have a book club and one of Mm -hmm. the big reasons i wanted to be a part of that was that it would keep me accountable because i do not want to show up to book club without having read the book and that kind of thing. Same with like joining a gym. A lot of gyms do like challenges that you can sign up for, which can be very motivational, whatever that is. I find that that can be really helpful. But at the same time, I'm also very pro like sometimes keeping things to yourself because I have seen, I find a lot in my early 20s sharing goals and having people be negative about them and I don't know that it's necessarily like they're doing it on purpose to try and bring you down but it's like sometimes people are dealing with their own shit and they're bringing the negative energy into your life and you don't need that so I'm kind of on two minds where it's like if you find a supportive friend or you find a supportive group that's where you share it but I'm like I'm not sharing my goals like with my coworkers. Mm-hmm. that's just weird to me and I'm like I don't need the negativity of whatever they're gonna say which is funny because it's like I share it here on the podcast where like anyone could listen to it <laughs> but I'm like y'all aren't reaching out and shitting on my goals but yeah, I'm like exactly. I'm not gonna share it with other people even like when I had roommates sometimes roommates would be really really weird about my goals and mm-hmm. it would make it much harder where I'm like if yeah. I just kept it to myself they wouldn't know and they wouldn't have said anything so I did want to throw that out there. That seems kind of negative, but it's like kind of leads back to the like, yeah, being aware the people around you and the effect they have on you. If you are constantly surrounded by people who act in ways that you don't want to act, it's going to be so much harder for you to be like building your dream life. 
And this is something like, I just feel like it's a major lesson you learn through your 20s. Sometimes you have to spend less time with certain people or sometimes you have to cut out certain people if they're not like aligned with you. And that sounds kind of shitty, but I'm like, it's the reality sometimes as you're learning and growing who you are and the same is happening with the people around you. Totally. And it's like, it's a very hard thing to do. It can be uncomfortable. It can, you know, take confrontation, which I think a lot of us hate, but it's like, it's so worth it in the end because why let someone limit you from becoming this ideal version of yourself when really it doesn't impact them at all, you know, and why let their insecurities form a shame in you and again, prevent you from living up to your full potential and like who you want to be like it just doesn't make sense so cut yourself free and you will definitely I think again it's hard but I think you'll definitely be happy you did it in the end I think something we've touched on but not directly is also creating a mini challenge for yourself and I think if you can invite people to join you this can also transform into being a support system. But I think, Tag, you talked about how you do the 30-day yoga challenge with your mom. I know in the past I've done step challenges with my coworkers. Maybe it's also a reading challenge with your friend or having like a book club, like we were saying, but really taking this into like a mini challenge. So if it's like 30 days of this, 30 days of that, or like, I just want to do this for one week straight. I think uh, doing that for yourself could be fun, but then inviting friends and family to join you could just amplify it even more. And if you're looking for tools to do this, like I know, Tag, you mentioned Goodreads, you can join groups and see each other on there to like, you know, give someone a thumbs up once they've started a book or once they've finished a book and just kind of give ammunition that way. I know I also mentioned Strava where you can give kudos for a workout or a run. I've also used Stridekick in the past for step challenges and it was completely free, but definitely wanted to share that with you. And then Tegan and I have also done like just a Google Sheets tracker where it's like we were, I think it was a workout uh, challenge we had for ourselves. It was just one month. And then every day we worked out, we just went into the shareable Google Sheets tracker to check off. Yes, I worked out today. And for me, I always find, again, having that challenge with somebody, it's like, okay, if Tegan can show up today, surely I can show up today. And then you kind of use that as motivation to um, actually get out there and do whatever it is that you set out to do. So wanted just to throw that out there as well. If you can't find a challenge to join, create your own and invite people to join you. Yeah. I also find that if you're doing something that's like really stressful or scary, it's just so much nicer to do it with a friend. Like I wanted to try certain workout classes and I'm like, the thought of going alone is so scary. So then I'm like, reach out to a friend. Hey, you want to try this class with me? And that then becomes so much chiller. It's like a little social outing with the scariness in the background. So that can be a big help as well. Yeah, especially if you're like an anxious person. Like my anxiety of trying something new stands in my way more than I would like to admit. So I think that is definitely a good reminder. The last piece, and I feel this brings it full circle, is taking time to reflect. So we started this episode with, you know, setting an intention for yourself and like some journal prompts to figure out your identity, who you want to be. But then I think also going back to your journal once you've started to show up for yourself and reflecting on how it's actually going and how you're actually feeling about it. So you can journal about, you know, 
have I shown up for myself? And if it's a no, then it's like, why not? You know, what's standing in the way of showing up for yourself? If you have been showing up for yourself, it's like, okay, what's working? You know, what is motivating you? Where are you finding, you know, your joy and like your, are you feeling proud of it? Are you feeling excited about it? And why is that? And then really taking those thoughts and like reflection and then tying it into actions to keep going. So again, doing more obviously of what is working and doing less of what's not working, trying something else, going through a second round of trial and error, I think um, is really great. And then it can lead into, you know, what changes can I make for myself to set myself up better for success moving forward. So I think an example going on this whole run piece this year, I before I started chatting with my friend about this whole goal of running a 5k, I have in the past set a goal of going for a run twice a week. And in my head, I'm like, this sounds so great because it's physical activity, but I'm also getting outside, getting in my steps. Like I'm someone who works from home. So I need that goal to just leave my house. However, I found convincing myself to go for a run was very hard. And when I couldn't convince myself to do it, I wouldn't leave my house at all that day. So what I've done this year instead was change that goal from going from a for a run twice a week to I just need to leave my house every day. And I know that sounds kind of like twice a week to every day, but I've also like totally lowered the stakes. So it's like, I could walk to Starbucks and back. That's a win. I could walk around the block. That's a win. I could run some errands. That's a win. Like I'm just getting out of the house. And I find that's way easier to accomplish than convincing myself to go for a run. I know in the past tag, you've talked about like our differences in cooking. So it's like, I like to cook because I like, you know, really simple, easy recipes that are one pot pan, one pot pan, whatever, one pan, whatever recipes, you know what I'm trying to say with like minimal ingredients, 20 minutes where Tegan likes to cook, where it's like a whole production, you know? So it's like, what works for you, you know? And is it too daunting to say, sign up for the run or to sign up for this huge fancy meal and therefore you're not doing it? Like try to find, you know, what's standing in your way and then how can you change it? So you're actually getting up there and showing up for yourself. Yeah, that brings up a great point. That's like, even if you're at the point where you set a resolution and it's already like dead in the water, that's not a waste of time. This is a learning. You can take a look and be like, okay, so what didn't work? What am I going to do for the second half of Jan? Or it's like, I'm going to set a different goal in February because my daily yoga challenge, it was too much. So I think that that's a great learning and something else that I've been trying to do as well is trying to make habits out of positive things as well because I'm the kind of person who I'm like I only treat like negative things as things that should be habits and everything else I'll just figure out when I'll do it and then it inevitably leads to burnout so that's been something that I've been trying this year it's like yeah it's important to you know be doing your yoga every day and doing dry January But I also, like, I want to watch more movies. So it's like, why not set that as a habit? It's not, like, a big, deep thing, except I guess it could be. But it's Mm -hmm. like, why not treat that the same as everything else? And I find that that can make things a lot more fun as well. Oh, my God, Tig. We haven't even talked about this, but I 
had the exact same realization for myself. And rather than habits, it was more on the goal setting side. So at the end of last year, I was in like goal setting burnout, which might be surprising to some people since I'm like the ultimate journaler goal setter. Like, yeah, I'm like, if it's not tied to a goal, like let's tie it to one. And I think, you know, that's fine. And again, that's what works for me. I know that I'm motivated by that. But last year I got to a point and I've shared this in previous episodes on the podcast where I was having a really hard time showing up for myself. So setting goals was essentially really hard for me because I just would reflect on them at the end of the month being like, well, this is now a list of all the things I didn't do since I'm really struggling to show up. So I stopped setting goals for myself for the back half not back half, probably like last few months of the month or last few months of the year. And this year I was like, okay, so having a to-do list of only goals focused in productivity wasn't working for me. You know, like saying I need to try a new gym. I need to go outside this many times. I need to read this many books. Like that wasn't working. So what I'm trying this year, starting with January is getting back to setting monthly goals, but including some goals that are rooted in fun and not productivity. So it's exactly what you were saying, where I have a huge long list of movies I want to watch, TV shows I want to watch, books I want to read. And I never really set those as goals in the past, but this year I want to. So one of my January goals was to watch Little Women. I know it's like a good classic, obviously, but it's like a good cozy wintry movie to watch. January is the perfect time to do that. I wanted to read Fourth Wing and I was like, okay, again, January is the perfect time to do that when it's A, a super long ass month, but also it's a long book, cozy. Like I want to just be cozied up inside. Might as well choose to read this book this month. Next month, I have other specific books and movies I want to watch prepping for like our New York trip. So I think, you know, tying again, using goals, setting or habits to also touch on some of these fun things can be a good way to find balance in these things rather than only rooting them in really tangible, like productivity focused things. Yep. 100%. Yay. Is that everything? I think so. People are like, I hope so, because I can't take much more. (laughs) Wrap it up, girls. (laughs) There's one thing we get passionate about, and it's goals. (laughs) 100%. It is. And I really, really think, guys, why we get so passionate about it and why we ranted on about it for this long is going back to what we were saying at the beginning of this episode is it is so important to have a vision for yourself and you know, come up with the steps to get there. But then the magic is really rooted in actually showing up and putting in the effort to do it. So we hope this episode inspired you and gave you some tips and tricks because it definitely isn't easy. But as I always say, it is definitely worth it if you're able to do it. So we're cheering you on and we thank you guys for showing up and cheering us on as well. We drop a new episode every Tuesday definitely subscribe, follow us on whatever app you're listening to this. Also leave us a rating and a review if you're liking what you're hearing so far this year. You can also find us on social media. We're at our golden twenties and that's on Instagram, TikTok. We're also on YouTube. So if you prefer to watch your podcast, you can find us there. We're also on Facebook, Pinterest, and we have some Spotify playlists, which could be a really great soundtrack as you're tackling some of these goals and habits. And we're also on Patreon. 
which is the best way to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month. And we're really trying to build a community there to cheer each other on and support each other in becoming the best version of ourselves. So definitely look into that and we would love for you to join that little community. All of that being said, that's everything for this week and we'll see you next Tuesday. 